Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. developing story out of Michigan who is self-imposing a three-game suspension for coach Jim Harbaugh to begin the 2023 season stemming from alleged violations committed during the COVID-19 dead period. This was first reported by Rivals.com and sources later confirmed to ESPN. Now Harbaugh will miss home games against East Carolina, UNLV, and Bowling Green before making his return to the sideline for Michigan's Big Ten opener September 23rd against Rutgers. Welcome into College Football Live. I'm Victoria Arlen alongside Pete Thamel. Pete, how did we get here? We went from just a few weeks ago it being a four-game suspension to now a three-game suspension. What changed? Well, the summer of the meandering Jim Harbaugh suspension uh, continues and will continue, Victoria. Uh, what changed is a very distinct nuance of this case in that Michigan took a look at the facts and decided they were going to suspend Jim Harbaugh three games. And before, it would have been a negotiated resolution with the NCAA's Committee on Infractions. Is that enough jargon for you? Um, but Michigan <laughs> taking a look at this case, taking a look at the facts of the case and saying, we think the bare minimum punishment Jim Harbaugh is going to get is three games. So we are going to hold them out for our three early season cupcake games where Michigan will be favored by 21 plus points in all, all three of those games. We think this can help curry some favor, a source told me using that phrase, uh, with the NCAA and maybe help mitigate some of the punishment down the road. So this is the latest step in this ongoing saga uh, that in sight. Now, Pete, would you say that this is the end of it or is there more coming down the pike? Well, we still need to play out the NSA process, Victoria, and that Committee on Infractions is notoriously a long and tortured process. So we won't get a final, final decision from the NCAA until I would I would guess months. I would say at least six or seven months before that process goes through. So again, this is Michigan taking a look at the fact set and saying the bare minimum is going to be three over self-imposed. They 
possible sanction and sort of offer that as some cheese to the NCAA to say, hey, we're playing ball. We understand the severity of this case. We're doing our part to show we acknowledge the, the wrongdoings and what happened. Now, they still have to go through the process, adjudicate the case, and then on the other end, the NCA will almost inevitably have more for Michigan and Jim Harbaugh. All right, so it's going to continue rolling on. Pete Thamel, thank you so much. All right, we're going to bring in Greg McElroy and Harry Lyles, Jr. All right, Harry, I'm going to start with you. What are your thoughts on this updated news in Michigan? Seems like the easy thing to do for Michigan, right? I mean, those three games that he's going to be gone for, East Carolina, UNLV, and Bowling Green, you can go without Jim Harbaugh. You could go without a lot of players, it seems like, in those games. Then he gets to come back against Rutgers. I feel like this was easy for them, not just to soften the blow down the line, but also because it's not really something they're going to feel in those games. So if you're Michigan and you're trying to get the best out of what is a bad situation for you, this seems like the move that they needed to make and had to make, and it was a smart decision for them. Well, Pete referenced just how wide the spread would be in each of those three games. He referenced 21-plus points. Uh, let's raise it by a couple touchdowns. East Carolina, 34 points. UNLV, 39. Then Bowling Green, 42-and-a-half. So, him being on the sideline is completely inconsequential. What I would like to know, though, is from the NCAA. They're trying to curry favor. Those are Pete's words. Does this really impact the punishment that you might levy against Michigan in 2024? Because missing these three games, it means basically nothing. It will have no bearing, no outcome, no change on what Michigan could ultimately accomplish. Now, Jim Harbaugh, of course, financially will feel the effects. But either way, I don't anticipate – the NCAA changing how they're going to rule on this matter based on this preliminary, I guess, three-game suspension that they decide to self-impose. So I think that's what's most interesting is do they even think that this is anything significant whatsoever? And if they do, uh, then sure. But if they don't, then they might still get the full penalty in 24. Mm -hmm. And as Pete says, it's kind of like they're just serving cheese up to NCAA to hopefully soften the blow, but we shall see. Let's shift gears over to Ohio State because the Ohio State QB competition may very well carry into the start of the 2023 season with C.J. Stroud off to play in the NFL with the Texans. The battle between Kyle McCord and Devin Brown has been ongoing, and there is speculation that a starter would be named Monday. But what do you think, Ryan Day? college football every year has a different story every year has a different different challenge and you work through I I, I know in my heart this thing is going to work itself out um but I'm, I'm proud of the way the guys are competing I am I mean I, I if if I felt in any other way I'd say it but um but now they're going to have to go you know keep pushing through and competing and you know if, if it goes into the season it goes into the season we're going to keep working we got we don't have to make that decision right now um but I can tell you that, that I am pleased with their progress and um, you know, our staff feels strong with both of them playing. Um, you know, where it goes, we'll keep putting one foot in front of the other. All right, with the Ohio State QB competition still ongoing and Coach Day keeping it interesting, to say the least. Look, things kick off in less than a week against Indiana for Ohio State. Greg, when does a coach realistically need to name a QB? Well, it doesn't need to be before week one. I would even go as far as to say you can carry it over into week two. If you look at Michigan last year, albeit different circumstances, started Cade McNamara week 
ultimately decide to move towards J.J. McCarthy moving forward. thing that troubles me about this scenario as it relates to Kyle McCord is that Kyle McCord has had years now to separate from Devin Brown. He even had the entire spring when Devin Brown was unavailable to solidify his hold on the position. But the longer this continues to linger, you got to seem to believe that it might be Devin Brown. He's the more athletic of the two. He has tremendous upside as a runner. And they are replacing a couple key pieces along the offensive line. We know their wideouts are excellent, but there's been rumors about this Ohio State offense trying to become maybe a little bit more balanced. And one way to create that balance is by using the quarterback in the run game, and they haven't done that in a few years. So Devin Brown, I think the longer this goes, the more it's starting to lean in his direction that he might ultimately be the guy for the Buckeyes. All right, Harry, how big of a decision is this for Ryan Day? It's a big decision. Um, obviously, this is a big year for him. Um, you've lost to Michigan two years in a row. That last one, we were there for college game day. That was a tough loss to be in that building for, or at least if you were an Ohio State fan, mm -hmm. it was a tough loss for you to experience. And coming into this year, Michigan has a lot of hype. This is the year that they are supposed to have their best chance at a national championship, arguably since 1997. They're packed, they're loaded, and again, even with Jim Harbaugh's suspension, they're still feeling great about how they're doing, but this is a quarterback competition, a decision that you have to get right because, again, this is the year that you're supposed to be able to have it. And look, we would be talking about this probably a lot differently and about Ohio State had they been able to finish the job against Georgia. Obviously, the Marvin Harrison injury hurt them there. But I think that either way, with both of these players, as Greg mentioned, they're going to be okay. I think they're still going to be a very talented team across the board. Uh, but it is uh, something that you would certainly prefer to get right as early as possible so you can develop that uh, sort of repetition, if you will, with your team. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a big decision for sure. Like you said, they're trying to reroute what happened last year. All right, let's shift gears over to a more serious story. Nearly 90 former Northwestern athletes say university administrators ignore due process before firing football coach Pat Fitzgerald. In a letter obtained by ESPN, the group says university president Michael Schill and AD Derek Gregg failed to show, quote, unbiased and principal leadership and were instead influenced by social media reaction. The letter also asked Northwestern to release findings of an investigation into hazing allegation made by former football player. It's championship or bust again in Athens. So why do our guys feel like there isn't that much pressure on the newest Bulldogs QB? We'll explain after the break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to College Football Live. We've got a developing story out of Michigan who is self-imposing a three-game suspension for Coach Jim Harbaugh to begin the 2023 season, stemming from alleged violations committed during the COVID-19 dead period. 
Now, this was first reported by Rivals.com and sources later confirmed to ESPN. Now, Harbaugh will miss home games against East Carolina, UNLV, and Bowling Green before making his return to the sideline for Michigan's Big Ten opener September 23rd against Rutgers. But look at the chances to win the first three games, 95%, 98%, 99%. It doesn't seem like too big of a concern for Michigan. Now, shifting things over to Georgia, where Bulldogs head coach Kirby Smart announced Saturday that Carson Beck will be the team's starter when the season opens on September 2nd. Beck replaces Stetson Bennett, the former walk-on who helped Georgia win back-to-back national championships before being selected in the fourth round of the 2023 NFL Draft by the Los Angeles Rams. Here's Kirby Smart on his new starting QB. Carson Beck is is going to be our starting quarterback. He's 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 done the best job. Uh, we've communicated that uh, earlier in the week to the other quarterbacks, and we've kind of been operating uh, that way. He understood. He got a pretty good volume of those reps anyway. He's done well prior to the knowing that, and he's done well post knowing that. And to be honest, both Gunner and Brock have too. They've done a tremendous job of growing and continuing to put the, the offense in positions to be successful and and make explosive plays. So they've they've all done a good job of that. All right, Carson Beck, it is a well-made decision. Well, the Bulldogs are going from sets of Bennett to the guy who backed him up last season. Carson Beck has spent three seasons with Georgia, but hasn't seen a whole lot of action as he's taken just 168 snaps in his career, but he's been able to see a lot. Last season, Beck threw for just over 300 yards, including four pass touchdowns in the seven games he was featured in. But Harry, what do you make of this decision with Carson? You know, I feel like this is where we've been trending the entire way. Um, You know, over the course of the months, Kirby Smart has talked about, hey, Carson Beck has the most reps out of any guy here that we've got at Georgia. And that is true. He has mentioned even during spring that not only do we have second and third units, we have sometimes fourth units. Um, And we feel like the guys that we're going up against in practice are the best that you're going to find across the country, right? Because they feel on both sides of the football, they've got the best players no matter what. Now, I was speaking with a former Heisman winner recently who was telling me, hey, like, that stuff is great, but also there's no experience like actual game rep experience. So I think it's a good decision. I think it's a smart decision. He looked great at the spring game. Obviously, we will see when it comes game time if that is the right decision. And Georgia, again, similar to Michigan, has a relatively easy schedule at the beginning, minus that South Carolina game, to where if it doesn't look right, they can adjust accordingly. Well, the big question is last year when Stetson Bennett and the defense won and Stetson Bennett was at quarterback, won the rep, Stetson Bennett could take a defense's win on the rep and still turn nothing into something. Whether it be a loss of eight that all of a sudden turns into a gain of four, he had a real propensity to be able to do that on a regular basis. Now that Carson Beck's going to be the guy, they're going to have to stay within the offense a little bit more. And right now, kind of looking at just how things are kind of laying themselves out down there in Athens, are they moving in the direction of becoming a little bit more of a pass-happy style of attack? They went out and they added two receivers in the portal. Dominic Lovick's been great. Rara Thomas has been okay, still trying to figure out his role within the offense. Lad McConkey's back. Brock Bowers, of course, one of the best players in college football's back. They're really excited about Lawson Lucky who's an excellent tight end prospect coming up as well. So are they moving in the direction towards becoming a little bit more pass happy 
and abandoning that balance that Kirby strived for the last few years because the running back depth right now is a little bit up in the air. So can Carson Beck shoulder the load in an offense that might not feature the run as much as it's been featured in years past? A lot of eyes are going to be on Georgia because Caesar Sportsbook has Georgia as the favorites to win this year's national championship. Now, a three-peat has not been done since the 1930s, I might add, so that could be a crazy feat indeed. But let's shift gears and stay in the SEC. Auburn. The Auburn Tigers also going with a transfer QB, naming former Michigan State signal caller Peyton Thorne their starter, beating out Robbie Ashford, who started nine of the Tigers' 12 games last season. The Hugh Freeze era begins September 2nd against UMass. Now, meanwhile, our own Paul Feinbaum had this to say about the quarterback situation at Alabama. It's remarkable that Hugh Freeze has come in, gone to the transfer portal, and now has a solid starting quarterback. Feinbaum told AL.com on Thursday. Meanwhile, over at Alabama, Nick Saban is playing musical chairs at the most important position. So, Feinbaum says that Saban is playing musical chairs in the most important position. Do you agree, Greg? Well, right now, there hasn't been a guy in Tuscaloosa that separated himself. Uh, now, for Paul to connect the dots between Auburn's situation, whose goal is to win seven or eight games, to Alabama's situation, trying to win a national championship, two very different perspectives. But I appreciate Paul and stoking the fires like he does every day or every week for 20 hours a week. When I look at where Alabama's quarterback situation is, Tyler Buckner transferred down. It was going to be a lot of ground for him to make up, and he just hasn't quite had the time as of right now to be able to unseat the guys that are a little bit more proven within the locker room. Now, Jalen Milrow is the guy to beat right now, but it's not really been so much about what he's done. It's about what the other guys haven't done. Ty Simpson has yet to close the gap, has had some moments, but has yet to be consistent enough to be able to overtake the very athletic Milrow. But the name to keep an eye on is Dylan Lonergan the true freshman, but I don't think at least early on he's really a factor, but maybe at midway, midway point, end of the season, he could potentially get some meaningful reps. If you look at the stats, Buckner's got some experience, but he has not been super healthy, and he has been very turnover prone, but the problem is Milrow has been turnover prone as well. Three interceptions, but also two fumbles last year. So I think they're going to have to go with the guy that's going to give them the best chance to be successful, Harry, and that's the guy that's going to take care of the football and make sure they don't put the defense in any difficult situations. A hundred percent. And America, let me tell you something. I'm not about to give you any sort of analysis that is better than what Greg just gave you. So I'm going to give you some perspective here instead. <laughs> you know, we talk about a lot in those early championships that Alabama won. People are like, oh, well, they had a quarterback that was just good enough and all that type of stuff, which to me, you're taking away the talent of guys that got it done, right? Because ultimately, Greg, you know this, you win a national championship, right? And now we've moved into this era where Alabama has all these quarterbacks that are going top five in the draft. Jalen Hurts, Tua Tungavailoa, Bryce Young, you name them. And now we're back at this point where there is a healthy quarterback competition at Alabama. And despite the fact that nobody has really separated themselves, we have to remind ourselves, we are still talking about the Alabama Crimson Tide. Whoever they are going to put in at the quarterback position, it will work or it won't work. They're still going to be surrounded by NFL talent at almost mm -hmm. every single position on the football field, and they are going to figure it out. So... I know that this perhaps isn't what we've been used to the last, I would say, what, 15 years? But Alabama is going to figure it out at some point or another.
like you said, it's the Alabama Crimson Tide. All three of those quarterbacks can be starters at any other school. All right, we're going to take a quick break because coming up, we are going to continue to follow the ongoing developing story out of Michigan, which has coach Jim Harbaugh missing the first three games of the season. More college football live coming your way. The college football season kicks off Saturday, and the 18th annual MEAC SWAC Challenge kick, kickoff game has South Carolina State squaring off against Jackson State at Center Park Stadium in Atlanta. Our celebration of HBCUs begins at 7.30 Eastern on ABC for the first time and the ESPN app. Now, we've been following a developing story out of Michigan who is self-imposing a three-game suspension for Coach Jim Harbaugh to begin the 2023 season stemming from alleged violations committed during the COVID-19 dead period. This was first reported by Rivals.com and sources later confirmed to ESPN. Now, Harbaugh will miss home games against East Carolina, UNLV, and Bowling Green before making his return to the sideline for Michigan's Big Ten opener September 23rd against Rutgers. Now, it is week zero, and Caleb Williams and USC Trojans will host San Jose State this weekend. According to ESPN Analytics, the Trojans have a 40% chance to win the Pac-12 this year. We also have some FCS action on Saturday as South Carolina State visits defending SWAC champion Jackson State, who are in their first season without previous head coach Deion Sanders. That game will be on ABC. And across the Atlantic, number 13 Notre Dame will be taking on Navy in Ireland. Quarterback Sam Hartman joins the Irish after tossing an ACC record. 110 pass touchdowns in five seasons at Wake Forest. Now, if you happen to have nothing to do on September 23rd, I will have you know because you're in luck because it's a great college football uh, football on day. It's like the top. Uh, what is the day? It's like. It's the great college football. It's the most popular wedding weekend, and it's also the most popular college football weekend as well. So there are multiple top 25 matchups, including the likes of ACC contenders, Florida State taking on Clemson. But it's also the most popular wedding weekend. So a uh, little fun fact right there. We want to challenge you. Would you miss one of these games for a wedding? Greg, which one would you miss for a wedding? I wouldn't uh, – not that weekend. If you're going to get married, it has to be this weekend. I'm actually going to a wedding this weekend, and we'll okay. have to just watch Notre Dame Navy on my phone, which is fine. But September 23rd is out, Harry. You just can't do it. Ouch. It's just – it's a Super Bowl of college football games. Mm-hmm. What about you, Harry? Yeah, it's definitely a tough weekend to miss. Uh, but honestly, I think the only caveat I would give is it depends on how close you are to the couple that is getting married. If my brother Josh or my sister Mary were getting yeah. married, I am going to that wedding. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, yeah. All right, for Harry, <laughs> Greg, Pete, I'm Victoria. Thanks for watching College Football Live. We'll see you tomorrow.